everyone, it's a pleasure, and I'm glad to be back and talking about, well, things that aren't Copa America related. Everyone, well, the past couple of days has been talking about, in terms of South American football, obviously European football is in a bit of a reprieve due to summer vacation and the end of Euro 2020. And again, congratulations to all my Italian brethren as they're still celebrating. But for the most part, let, let's switch over, of course, and see what happened. Copa Libertadores started this week. And uh, one of the big topics that I, I have not been able to, to truly grasp is the use of VAR. Again, I, I've always been a proponent of it. Not because it's something that I like to see. Not because I want more time to be taken in refereeing decisions. But because refereeing has been so poor the past few years that there is a need to improve refereeing. And since that is not being done completely in some confederations, that there's a need for that. It is a necessary tool. It is a necessary evil. But that being said, you can have the greatest car in the world. You can have the most expensive, luxurious, high-performance vehicle. But if you don't know how to drive it, it doesn't do you any good. You can have the best computer in the world. It's not going to make you more intelligent. You don't have, or you can have the greatest tools around at your disposal. And those things are going to not serve you if you don't know how to use them properly. And that is the case with South America and VAR. Of course, I can go into Europe and VAR as well. But it's, it's a different aspect of it in which it's more for the immediacy of the moment instead of trying to get it right or trying to find any little thing that will make you right. It's two different ways of seeing VAR. Sometimes it's two different ways of using VAR incorrectly. Let's be straight out with it. There were two calls and, and I was on, on one of them. I was doing commentary for Fluminense and Cerro Porteño the other day when I see a, you know, was, it was Mauro Bocelli scoring. And I said, oh, it's, you know, goal. But I saw all the way in the other end of the pitch that one of the assistants had his flag raised, so offside. Immediately say, okay, offside. When you see the replay, it was blatantly onside. But obviously, as the commentator, I can't do anything to, to switch the way in which a referee or a VAR is seeing the game. So, of course, one says, in my opinion, it's this. When you see that in reality it was a goal it was a legitimate goal <laughs> it, 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 I mean the more you see the replay the more you laugh because you don't want to cry because it is that was how bad it was that's how bad that call was uh, by by the referee by uh, Facundo Tello and then of course even worse by the VAR which was uh, Christian Deisler who instead of keeping Okay, fine. He starts. VR it's, or VAR refs seem to just be very good at geometry, in my opinion. They're good at throwing lines, looking at angles, seeing where this line has to be, the other perpendicular line where it has to be. Okay, boom, done. What those referees didn't realize is that if they zoomed out, they saw who the actual player that was making the demarcation for the offside was, which was maybe about two meters further up they just went in zoomed in automatic boom, 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 boom. okay no done offside when you see it of course i put it on social media hundreds of other people have put it on social media 
actually where the play was and how incompetent that call was. Again, VER is not the problem, ladies and gentlemen. VER are cameras, monitors, computers. They, they don't make the calls, okay? Robots don't make the calls, as I've heard many people say in the past. It's human beings, and human error still reigns supreme in terms of these decision-making processes because they don't know how to use these instruments properly because they don't know also how to interpret the rules in many cases as well. Case in point, the match between uh, Universidad Católica and Palmeiras. You see that occur as well, and it was quite the event there. Of course, I'm not going to get into the diatribe of, of explaining the entire situation, but of course, a handball was called. If I see it, I don't think that he was expanding his area. Of course, you go in sideways and it hits the, you know, your, your right shoulders facing the ball, and the ball ends up hitting your left arm, which is away from the ball, and they're saying that they were that the player was expanding his overall frame. Okay, well, you have to see it on. Uh, you have to see it, and I'll, I'll have the. The video up on social media as well you make your impression you give your impression you make your conclusion based on that to me it wasn't to many in media it wasn't and again it was a call that wasn't made by the referee it was made by var and they're the ones that had a handball and that's where they got the ball that's where they got the penalty that's where palmeiras was able to score and palmeiras was able to come away with a win from chile now, I didn't see the entire match to give an impression of how the other 90 plus minutes went, but I know that there is a great deal of displeasure when it comes to the refereeing on that evening. Will there be more referees suspended? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit if you have a couple more referees that are suspended because of poor decisions, and rightfully so. I mean, sometimes it's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to honestly wonder you know how how first of all they got their refereeing degree second of all you know how they interpret the game and for players and as well as coaches it's very confusing going from game to game having different interpretations of the same rule going 10 different directions so you have to give the fair discourse and say you know what i don't know you you have to know how each referee referees in order part you know part of the redundancy there but you have to know that in order for, for you to be able to prepare a game. And, and it's ridiculous when it's one set rule. Maybe, yeah, of course, there, there's some rules that, that can be considered poorly redacted. Okay, I, I can give you that. But when you go into a match and you prepare a certain way, and then you have to go to another match and prepare a certain way and say, well, wait a second, this referee calls things like this, so we're going to have to do things in a different way. It ends up being quite occupying. Because there is no one universal way of looking at the game or one universal interpretation of the game or one universal interpretation of the rules for that matter and it's something that confuses players and it's much to their dislike and I would not blame them one bit now if you start looking at it from from another perspective it, it it totally invalidates and has invalidated. I, I totally understand why there's people that are completely against VAR. Don't, don't get me wrong. If these calls are being made, if there are certain 
nonsensical things that have been called, you know, uh, just because a jersey flaps a little bit more than the other, that's an offside, and you, and you have a player off by one centimeter. I don't constitute, you know, that, that to me that doesn't constitute a an offside or having an advantage over a player one centimeter. To me, okay, that's my opinion. But in the most part, I mean, that, that doesn't that doesn't give you an advantage over any player. Now, if it's you know a half a body or or, or a length and a half, if you want to talk about you know horse racing or something like that. Uh, then yeah, okay, then that's that's legit. But these little differences, where two, three, five years ago that even was you know pretty much on, I would say they're even in a lot of cases. But but it goes beyond that because even those types of calls I can forgive. Because you know what, the referee can always go and say, you know, I was abiding by the book, and by the book they're correct, by the book they're absolutely spot on. But that doesn't mean that the rules poor, isn't poorly redacted. Because at this point, what technology is exposing is certain rules and the irrelevance of them in 2021 because of technology. Now you say, oh, this guy's slightly off. Okay. But again, as I said before, that doesn't constitute that doesn't constitute a a um, an offside. Knowing how these athletes are. Does it necessarily mean that you have one centimeter, you're going to be able to beat one, someone on a run? No, not really. But technology does expose those things now. Because you can go down to, you know, the hundredth of a frame or, you know, something ridiculous like that. To really microscopic types of definitions where you can say, well, you know, so-and-so's hair is slightly off. So yeah, offside. You can, that can be measured at this point. Now, does it mean that it's, Correct? No, it doesn't. But this goes beyond that. A player, you know, a referee not knowing where offside is. A referee not being able to interpret that a player, just because they put their hands on someone else's back, that doesn't mean that they're pushing. Doesn't mean that it's enough to push, or it's even enough force to generate a player to get off balance. Doesn't mean that. And that's where referees are getting it wrong. A couple of a couple of years ago, I was at SoccerX, and uh, I ran into the head of referees for Concacaf, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you've been mighty hard on us." I said, "No, I haven't. I've been actually very fair. I don't think you deserve, or I don't think referees deserve some of the heat that they're getting." Yes, because at times referees now give them credit too. Referees at times have to make decisions in point twelve seconds, point two seconds, when you know us commentators have five different angles that we can look at, twenty six different cameras, different speeds, different you know angles. You can even zoom in and make our decision. Ah, you see now it's offside after seeing it for twenty five times. Referee doesn't have that luxury in certain cases. Now they do because of VAR. That's where we should be looking at the positive of it, but it's not the case. Still, within that, they still make their mistakes. And their mistakes are more severe than when I can make in first instance. I can always go, oh yeah, I was wrong. Okay, well, it is, it isn't, which was the case. 
Where you say, oh yeah, it was offside. Ooh, no, he wasn't. That doesn't mean anything in a broadcast. Where it does mean <laughs> something different is in a game where I'm refereeing and that goal could have meant the difference between a team going in with a 2-1 deficit or a 2-0 deficit into the next leg. When you have millions of dollars, when you have hundreds upon hundreds of hours of training invested by coaches and players and coaching staffs and, and, and uh, directors and clubs and federations. Now, is it the end of the world? No, it's not. No, it's not. But it does, uh, it does harm, it does complicate things in terms of players and the time that, that all the investments, emotional, financial, etc., that have been made in order for these players to be in tip-top shape and to be ready for each and every challenge that they face week in and week out. That's exactly what it's about. So when you look at it, understand coming into to certain events, who's doing VAR? That's always very important. When I go into broadcasts, I always say, ooh, look who's doing VAR, so-and-so. Ooh, this one's going to be interesting. Ooh, my God, you know. Or, oh, you know what? This guy's solid. We'll probably see a couple of VAR decisions that'll be correct. No problem. So just remember, when you hear, oh, VAR needs to be abolished, VAR this, VAR that. It's not VAR, man. It's poor refereeing. It's poor education of refereeing, of referees. And also, let's keep in mind, referees do have an ego of their own. Referees don't want to be told that they're wrong, that they are right. They are the only ones that are right. There is that. There is that human element into it. And as I mentioned before, when I did something for the Guardian a couple of years back before the World Cup, that was going to be the, one of the big issues. So far, I've seemed like a bit of an oracle, and that's a scary thing when I'm the oracle. But keep that in mind always when you start looking at referees and, and poor refereeing decisions. You're going to start seeing it a lot more, especially with Gold Cup, especially when the quarterfinals of the Copa Libertadores come up. Liga MX, that's always an interesting thing to look at when it comes to VAR. All those things, keep those in mind when the time comes. Because people are going to start talking about it all over again. And it's going to be the same arguments. But then you have to look at it and you have to shift over and say, well, why is this like that? Is it, I mean, is, is everything so bad in terms of VAR that everyone's messing up? Or is it that everyone's messing up because they're not very good at it? That was my big complaint to Mark, to Mark Kane, the, the head of referees of CONCACAF at that point. Which he kind of stayed quiet and really didn't say much after that. Just remember that. Because, again, like I said, VAR is not the problem. The problem is the referees that have been making mistakes since before the onset of VAR. And continue to make those mistakes to now. Because it's, in, it's set in their minds that they are right and only they are correct.